Welcome to the Men's Real Talk Podcast, starring Boss and Hoss. And good morning, everyone. Boss here. And I tell you what, it has been a busy week for me this weekend. Did a bunch of stuff around the house. Probably more than I care to. How was your week, Hoss? Man, it was all right. I worked a home show all weekend and uh, come home this afternoon a little early and um, messed around with some cars. And that's about it, man. I stayed busy all weekend. Yeah, that's uh, the same thing here. My kids are probably glad that uh, the weekend's over with because they don't have to work around the house. Because I'll tell you what, all weekend long I had them out and working which is good for them. They just don't like it. Yeah, most kids don't. <laughs> so uh, this week, uh, you know, it's it was exciting to watch our as our podcast continues to grow and uh, we continue to get some responses through email. And uh, We appreciate all of our, our viewers and our listeners. want to remind everybody, you can go to mensrealtalkpodcast.com and there you'll find all the platforms in which our podcast is currently streaming. Uh, so check that out. And you can always email us at mensrealtalkpodcast at gmail.com. So thank you very much, all our viewers, all the ones uh, taking part in our polls. Uh, we, we got the poll last week about uh, uh, whether picking on someone and aggravating someone is the same thing or not. And so I think it was a hundred percent Hoss in favor of yes. Well, of course it was. I was right. That's what I said. So my wife still doesn't necessarily like it, but you know, I tried telling her that's what it was nonetheless. Right. So talk about, uh, maybe your week a little bit, Hoss. Man, I, um, I just worked. That was about it. I've been trying to hammer down these last couple of weeks and get ramped back up and Back in the swing of things and uh, just trying to stay busy, man, waiting for time to change and uh, locked and loaded, man, ready. Hope a storm hits. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have a, a wager at work. Did you take part in the wager? Man, I didn't. I wasn't there for all that. So I don't think it's too late, so predicting when the first big storm's going to hit. That's, uh, that's always a fun one because it's – I mean, there's no way of knowing for sure, so it's a pure crapshoot. Yeah, that is true. I'm just ready for the time to change, man. Ready for that time to change. Baseball's about to kick off. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's interesting. Something I saw, and I know we, we don't talk about sports a whole lot, but something t- that kind of bothers me, and I don't know how much you've paid attention to, there's one particular agent out there who has about four or five athletes who are some of the top baseball players, and they are all unsigned because he continues to try to request astronomical numbers for these players. Have you have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. So so it's the same it's it's the same agent uh, Scott Burroughs that's always out there. He. I mean, he's got some of the top players. The the Cy Young Award winner from last year still has not signed with the team. I mean, it it's crazy. It's every every season he kind of holds up the the whole uh, procedure, just trying to get more money and uh, killing players, man, absolutely killing them. That's crazy. Yeah, I, have, I haven't seen that. I hadn't uh, done a whole lot of Facebooking or any of that stuff this week. Did you get a chance to check out the book that Preacher Man gave us last week? I did not. I am, uh, it is on my list, man. But, you know, we've talked. i got that house thing rocking and rolling and work and just I hadn't had much time to think. And we, you know, worked all weekend with a home show thing. And so I still have it in my notes over here. And I'm, I'm going to get to it, though. I'm going to see if I can find it an audio file and see if I can't uh, listen to it in the commute. Oh, yeah. Some good stuff, man. Oh, for uh, sure. Well, let's uh, 
one of the one of the things I I, I got to thinking about uh, to talk about today, uh, and we've done this uh, throughout the year, is simply celebrating our success, setting you know benchmarks, um, goals that you want to hit, and finding a way to reward yourself. Uh, I know for me when we we've got a plateau that we hit. Uh, which is very minimal, but it's a plateau nonetheless. And the first time I hit it last year, loaded up the family and went to Atlanta for the weekend. Um, do you got any kind of trips or anything like that in mind this year for for some of the goals that you have? Man, I don't. We got that baby on the way, and my wife's not doing good with it. So we don't even uh... – we're not even talking about vacation or anything at this point, but you know, I don't know, man, some of my stuff, um, you know, my reward is just accomplishing it. You know, I don't, uh, I mean, you know, some people do like you and do trips. And I think there's somebody else that, uh, I've heard that, you know, he says that when he hits a certain sales number or whatever on a job or whatever, he does a steak dinner or something, you know, and, I don't know. I don't. I don't really get into all of that. I just like, uh, you know, man. I hit. I hit that goal, and then I'm like, all right, what's the next one? Let's let's start chipping these things away. You know, uh, just kind of, kind of me. But I mean, that's all cool, man. A lot of people's got some different stuff, and I like it. I like hearing it. Yeah, and and you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, when you continue to to hit certain levels, you're able to expand and. Uh, upgrade you know like this year i went from a well crap like a was it oh three silverado to a 2017 uh this past year uh you know based on the hard work and i mean that was nice but just to have things like that that we can do to to continue to push us to do more oh yeah man that stuff i mean that's a confidence booster when you can do some stuff like that especially uh you know how you done it with that truck it's pretty cool absolutely and i know we got one guy that we work with his big thing is watches and uh you know i i, I kind of feel like i'm gonna have to step up my game i know you got some some nice watches uh, so maybe a watch isn't something for you that would motivate you, but you know, I think I got to upgrade from this Casio watch to something nice. Yeah, man, a nice watch is, is something cool. I got a, a Rolex, um, let's see here, I don't know, I got it here somewhere. I got a, I keep it at my desk. Uh, it was my dad's, but I got a G Shock that I just bought, the new G Shock, uh, about a year or so ago. It's laying here too, but I got a Rolex Yacht Harbor too that uh, I drag out ever so often and wear. But um, yeah, man, I like. I've been I've been looking at getting uh, a different watch, just a daily watch. It's G Shock, kind of kind of out for me right now. Yeah, let's uh let's kind of gear up a little, you know, ramp it up a little bit. We you know last week. We had Preacher Man on here, and uh, he gave us some some great advice. We talked, to, you know, about some struggles that we face and how we process it. And I, I would kind of like to uh, go back a little bit, maybe about maybe some things that we've had happen that we've talked about, and maybe if is there anything for you that we've talked about on any of our episodes, Hoss? that because of someone that's been a guest or something that's been said that you've been able to approach things a little bit different? Um, I mean, I, I took a lot from all of them, you know, and try to incorporate in to some changes that I'm wanting to make. So I pro I've probably taken a little bit from everybody. Yeah. I know. I, I know for me personally, I, I looked more into, uh, finding, finding a way to, um, process things a little bit better. Because, uh, you know, it, it can be a struggle. It can be a struggle. Uh, kids can be stressful. Marriage can be stressful. And, and, and we're, we're no different than anyone else. We're not immune to it, you know. Uh, so we, I know all of our listeners are having the same issues if they're married or have kids. 
Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So how how often do you feel that uh, you have to take a step back? Maybe you, you're in a situation, whether it's work, kids, life, where you just got to take a moment and just step away from everything and just kind of reset yourself. I didn't You're going to have to cut that. You're going to have to repeat whatever you just said because I did not uh, hear it for a second. So what are, how many times or how often do you feel that you have to take a reset? You know, whether it be work, kids, wife, where you just have to kind of just take a step back for a moment and, and reset. You know, man, I think with me, <clears throat> I do that daily. I think you need to. Uh, if you don't, you let things build up and then there's explosions. And that's something I've had to learn because I used to be that way. Like I just let everything build up and then just explode with it. So, I mean, I, I take a step back daily. Um, you know, just like today, man, I, I washed the vehicles and turned some music on and that was my, you know, step back today, just kind of released from the week, the weekend, working, you know, I mean, hadn't had a day off since last Sunday, which I didn't have the day off either, but you know, just had some time. But I mean, a lot of times, you know, I drive an hour and a half one way for work and so I have that on the way home that, you know, I can turn the phone on silent, crank some music up or listen to, you know, some kind of podcast or a video or something. And I don't know, man, I, I do that daily. I feel like you, I, I have to. Yeah. And I do think that is very important. I think when you don't, as you mentioned, that's when things can get rough and it feels like the littlest things just continue to pile up. And then all of a sudden, something that typically means absolutely nothing is what pushes you over the top. And that makes you know craziness. Just pure craziness. Oh, yeah, man. Keep a level head. You got to reset often. And in whatever way you need to do it in, you know? Yeah. Uh, you want to hear something funny, Hoss? Uh, this week... I don't know if you remember two episodes, one of the first emails we got where uh, the guy mentioned that uh, his wife would listen to a voice and would demean him over it. Well, one of my kids went and listened to it this week <laughs> and went and texted me like, who is that? And then went and told my wife exactly what was said. <laughs> How'd so, that go over? <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty funny. On the way out to record, you know, this episode, my wife's like, watch what you say. The kids listen. <laughs> so I was like, What's yeah. up, girls? Oh. Yeah, it's the two youngest girls that listen more than anything. So, oh, that's good. Did they listen last week to my part that you didn't cut that I thought you were going to? <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm not for sure if they've listened to last week's yet or not. I bet if they listen <laughs> to this, they'll go back now. Uh, I mean, we we are adamant that we are unscripted, so, I mean, when it happens, it happens, I guess. Oh, yeah. Let's check these emails, man. I got, I seen one. Did you, did you, did you see any? I got the uh, Craig Mitchell. Did you see any other ones? I hadn't looked today. Craig Mitchell coming in and said, um, what's the benefit of a commission job over an hourly pay? I'll let you do that one. Ooh, that's a that's a good question right there. Um, it depends on how much you believe in yourself, I, I think. You know, when you have an hourly, uh, hourly paid job, uh, Eventually, someone's going to tell you to go home. You're going to max out how much money you can make. And, you know, depending on where you work, you may not be able to achieve everything that you're looking to achieve based on caps of, of hours that you can work. With a commission-based job, you're not really going to have someone tell you to go home. You're not going to have someone tell you to quit working. You're going to be able to control 
uh, and, and kind of raise your ceiling of what you can make. Now, you have to be sold on what you do. You have to be committed to what you do. And you got to be able to get out of the house every morning uh, and get out there and work. That's a good one. That's a good response. Thanks, Dan Mitchell. Appreciate that. Y'all keep him emails coming. What's that? Give them, give them that email address there, Hoss. Boss. <laughs> you don't even know who we are. I don't know it. That's why I flipped that real quick. <laughs> so our email is Podcast at gmail.com. So make sure you get those emails to us. Any show ideas, questions, comments, uh, anything that you want to have us read uh we'll be glad to uh read your emails live on the air we've read a couple now so uh it's always fun having the the listeners involved in the episodes oh yeah absolutely i love it i'm waiting for the first listener to say hey i want to be on the show that's gonna be that's gonna be fun the first time we have that oh yeah i'm ready so talking about Again, we've talked a little bit about success and celebrating your success. Who do you, who is your network? Um, if you accomplish a goal, Hoss, who is more than likely to hear it? Like, who, who are you going to talk to and, and be the first person? You know, who's going to be the first people that you, you share that goal with or the, the accomplishment? Man, probably my wife, usually. And then it would go, you know, you and um, a couple other guys maybe within the business. And then, you know, usually my uncle's up there too. He's always been there. But I don't really, I don't know, man. I don't tell a lot of people what my goals are. And when I hit them and stuff, I just kind of keep that to me, you know. So in your, who helps hold, do you have someone to help hold you accountable? Um... I mean, not really, man. I'm pretty hard on myself, you know. I mean, I know we done that thing for our team back in January, and honestly, I ain't even nobody. Nobody's held me accountable there. Y'all are slacking. Everybody on the team is because uh, I ain't put the first thing in. No one has nothing. except for me. I'm the only yeah. one that put it. <laughs> nobody said anything, so um, I don't know. I just don't. Um, I just don't put it out there that much. Yeah. So my kids hold me accountable. And uh, so they'll come to me if they want something. Um, you know, hey, Dad, you need to go make some more money. We need this. <laughs> so uh, they, they constantly push me to do more. But, uh, you know, they also know that I've got my goals and I've set my goals and I accomplished most of my goals last year. I have a few that I missed out on, but um, I also always know that they're there. Uh, and I'm going to read something that that, broke, that made me melt this week, dude. Um, let me pull it up here. I just got to talk about having a, a motivation. This is one of my daughters texted this to me on Valentine's Day. It says, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you have a great day at work and your back gets to feel better. You don't know how much I appreciate everything you do and thank you so much for everything you do for me and always being there for me and everyone else. Just being around you brightens everyone's day with your dad jokes and your goofy smile. I love you so much. Have a good day. So She meant to send that to me. <laughs> so I want to continue to tell my dad jokes because apparently it makes a difference. But talking about, you know, waking up, or not waking up, but getting your day started with that kind of message, that, uh, that's always a great thing. Oh, yeah. It is. Um, it's nice. I like it. My little girl does that some. As they get older, they kind of quit, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, what? I, I don't know. I feel like, like my girls, my, my girls haven't always been real close with me. Um, but it feels like lately they are more and more close. I mean, all three of them, and and you know, and I mean, they go out of their way 
Uh, one got mad because in my truck only one can ride with me because uh, I've got it so full of work stuff. And uh, so typically one person rides with me. And one of the girls got mad because I didn't ask her because she always used to say no. And so I asked someone else if they wanted to ride with me. And she goes, well, I was going to ride with you. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not complaining. I'm tickled to death. You know, Hoss, it's uh, one thing that we love about our show is when we can have some guests join us. And so, Hoss, we have a good friend of mine. We got Daniel here with us. Daniel, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, boss, and uh, thank y'all, too, for letting me come on the show with you. I'm oh, glad man, to have man. you. So you got a uh, newborn at the house, right, Daniel? I do. Turned five months uh, a couple days ago, and then I got a three-and-a-half-year-old little girl. So got got my hands full. Okay, so I got to ask, when you said five months, when that baby is one year old and one month, what are you going to call it? A one-year-old or a 13-month? It's a one-year-old. Thank you. I 100%. Love it. it drives me crazy, man, when you're like, oh, how, how old's your baby? Oh, it's 17 and a half months. No, it's a year and a half. <laughs> Like, yeah, you can't expect me to do that month that that math once I get past a year. Yeah, no. But a mama will. Oh, yeah. Mamas do it more than, more than us daddies do. So, Daniel, we talking a little bit tonight uh, about uh, celebrating our success. Uh, what do you? First of all, do you have uh, certain goals that you set uh, throughout the year? What, what, what kind of goals or what kind of things do you set goals for? I, I've never been a huge goal setter. I just kind of have a general goal. I have had like two general or I guess three general goals for myself. The most important one is I want to be the best father and husband possible. And then my two sub goals are more career oriented and it was – I want to wear a suit to work every day, and I want to pay people to make me money. I love it. That's, that's, that, that's if I if I can get those three done, then I've done all right. What kind of work are you in? Um, I run the business side of Urgent Cares. It's a franchise system. Actually, uh, our parent company is based out of Birmingham. So my uh, oh, cool. family and a business partner have a couple of them. We're in uh virginia's our territory oh that's cool yeah i'm down i'm down in the birmingham area so do you at work i guess do you guys have goals that you you know within within the franchise do you have goals that you you push for do you have like uh yeah we do we uh our our main focus obviously is giving people the best medical care possible and we uh Throughout the system, we have like we have a benchmark that we have to have a. They want us to have a four point two Google rating, which in the medical field is very very hard to do. But all of our clinics have it, and because I mean people come to their doctor's office and they're typically in a bad mood because they're sick. So if we can leave them feeling better physically and have them leave with a smile on their face, then we've done done a good job. And so we, yeah, we're we're all about customer satisfaction and trying to kind of change how the medical field treats patients. Gotcha. And so, do do you have a accountability? Anyone that I mean, not corporate level accountability, but do you have anybody that that keeps you accountable for your impact on the business? Um. Well, it's a it's a family like my family's the one that's got the franchise so it's gonna be my like my business i'll be in charge of it one day so it's kind of a personal accountability thing like if i'm if i'm just slacking off and not doing my job then that's that's hurting my family and my pocket and so i, I just keep myself per, uh, personally accountable and then i've got a, a center administrator in my office that we work together to keep the staff happy and keep them accountable. And it's a, it's a good team effort to keep everything rolling. 
Gotcha. So, what your family do they are like your who's your first person? I guess you call this. Is what I asked Hoss a little bit earlier. Do you have that one person that you would call with something big? You know, whether it be hitting a you know maybe a four point five instead of four point two. Who who is your person? It'd be my. Uh, there's probably there's three of them. It's my dad, my brother, and then our business partner. We're kind of all, all one big family there, and we we share milestones and successes and disappointments, and we talk on a daily basis and just make sure everything's good to go and celebrate each other and try to help each other if we're struggling somewhere. So it's it's good to have have some people that you can lean on to celebrate with and keep yourself accountable. Yeah, I think I agree completely. And, and you know, it's interesting. You fit more into kind of what the way Hoss is, you know, uh, he's not huge on goals. Um, and, you know, but uh, much like well, I'm you. I'm huge I, on setting them. I just don't um, tell a lot of people what they are. Well, I mean, I, I'm very goal-driven. I just may not tell you what my goal is unless you piss me off, you know. Like a certain someone in the company pissed me off last year, and he discovered what my goal was, and I made sure that he knew it every week that my goal was to take him down. And um, and he, he, you know, was also one of the very first people that I called when I took him down to let him know. So, I mean... I just don't tell a lot of people what they are unless you piss me off and it's about you and then it's on. And I've, I've I mean, kind of noticed that that's kind of a trend with guys is where we can be kind of compartmentalized and don't really share goals and really celebrate successes and and kind of it's mostly you, you get recognized when you do something wrong. So it's, it's good to have a support system and some close friends and family that you can talk to about it and that's always good for guys to have which is kind of rare in today's world well daniel you know me and you know i love spreadsheets so yes. like for work i mean i've got my goals and i've got them metered so i can see what my progress is i can see how i did com compared to last year you know i'm able to determine how i'm performing every single week uh based on what my goals are uh, that's just my method for me. I need that visual, um, mm -hmm. but not everyone's like that. Well, um, I don't uh, do the feel something, so <laughs> just maybe lose my train of thought. So y'all don't. That's a thought that y'all probably needed that you're not going to get now. <laughs> so that yeah, little that, cue is my uh, joke of the week here. So we're going to roll on with it, not play around. Here it is. It says. How many men does it take to replace a toilet roll? Y'all want to take a guess? <laughs> uh, three. I don't know why, but I'll say three. I don't think what it's. You got, I don't Daniel? think it's ever been. I don't think it's ever been done before, so I don't think Ooh. we can find an answer. <laughs> look, at, look at big. Look at big D coming in here, knowing the answer right off the bat. Oh, really? <laughs> That's it. Don't know. It's never happened. That's the answer. <laughs> Oh, that's some good stuff. I, yeah, I always, always leave at least one square on, so I'm, I'm not the one to get blamed for it. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> off my toilet kick now. I'll have to find something else to make jokes on. Last week's joke was about the toilet, too. Oh, that's, right, that's a crappy situation. It, 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 it is, if you've got me coming up with jokes. <laughs> well, I don't know what my thought was I was going to spill, but y'all's loss. <laughs> you should have wrote it down. We were talking about this. I think we were talking about like support systems and ways to yeah. keep yourself accountable and things like that. That jogs your memory. I mean, it does. I mean, you got to have a good support system, no matter yeah. if you're goal oriented or not. You know, you still got to have a support system in life. Mm -hmm. It helps. Sometimes it's got to be beyond your wife too. Yeah. Works yeah, out I've... a bit better. I think it's important to have your spouse as your, your support system, but you do need more than that for sure. I mean, you need, you know, sometimes your spouse is going to give you a biased, uh, you know, it's okay. It didn't work, whatever. You know, sometimes you need that. Well, you need to do better or whatever the case is, you know, sometimes yeah. you, sometimes you need that kick in the butt. 
uh, to be able to see exactly what's going on. So, um, Daniel, in, in your line of work, in, in your expertise, you see a lot of people uh, who typically, as you mentioned, aren't really in a good mood because they're not feeling well. Yeah, um, so what have you found in, in your line of work that uh, that works best for just trying to make, you know, trying to brighten someone's day when if you're seeing them, it's a bad day for them? It's... I, I learned this from my uncle. Um, it, people just want to be listened to. So, like, I, I, for the most part, I try not to interject my own comments into things and just kind of sit back and listen to what people are saying and make them know or, like, let them know that I hear them, I hear what they're saying, what they're saying is important to me. And if I have something to throw in that, that will be of substance, obviously I'll say it, but... For the most part, I'm just, I, I like to let people talk and sit back and listen and kind of learn from them and let them feel heard. And that, that makes a huge difference, especially in the medical world is people, people just come in there and want to, want to be heard. You're, you're going to give us a bad reputation if, if you're saying we need to listen more now, come on, we, we, <laughs> we have, we have a standards men, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, in my in my personal life, I'll I'll talk, but in the in the business world, I listen. So, is this the only thing you've ever done? Is this you've been in this field your whole life, or? Uh, two years out of school, I had to get politics out of my system and worked in the North Carolina State Senate and waited tables and had to get that out of my system and then had to enter the private sector. So, yeah, I've, for what I would say career-wise, it's all I've ever done. I got you. Yeah, I don't know about the politics. I don't don't know that that's ever been in my system to be involved (laughs) in that. Maybe I should run for president. I don't know. Politics isn't... Go ahead, Hoss. I said said maybe I should run for president. (laughs) Well, hell, we we need a non-politician running something nowadays. I'm about as I'm about as <laughs> non as you're gonna get. <laughs> oh, that that is a very valid point. Um, yeah, I'd make a good it, one. Well, that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> the Oval Office would have Alabama curtains hanging. I think they would allow that. I mean, are they gonna tell me no if I'm the president? Well, Bama's been in the White House enough that they could probably get away with it. I mean, right. I mean, would you sign an executive order that Alabama's the only team in the playoffs? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why not? (laughs) I wonder if I could get get Saban to be my uh, assistant VP. I mean, I just don't see... You're going to have to ask Terry for that one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't see Saban stepping into the role of politics. No, I don't either. He'd come rolling up. What has he got? The Ferrari dealerships? Is that what he's got? Yeah. Yeah. He'd come rolling I, up in his Ferraris. Did you see he showed up to the Alabama Texas A&M basketball game? Him and Miss Terry both this week. They're making that too big of a deal. He's got a life to live. Let him live it. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, I just, glad, he's, I'm glad he's sticking around there. Yeah. I figured, you know, he may try to leave town just to get away from everyone. Uh, but he has still 100% been involved with the university. So I think that's pretty cool. I think something the other day it said that I guess somebody asked him if he was going to go somewhere else, or I guess that's been a lot of talk amongst people, you know, and he was like, if I was going to coach, I would have stayed at Bama. He's like, I wouldn't have stepped down. He's like, yeah. I just don't want to coach no more, you know. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a funny meme online. It was like an idea for a reality show with him and Bill Belichick doing coach rescue instead of bar rescue and just going to crappy programs around the country and fixing them up real quick. I've so, seen that. I would record that every week. If they would oh, I, I would watch it religiously. How long before he went to Auburn to, to, to help Auburn out? I'm going to say he, he wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah, he uh, wouldn't. I don't think he would. <laughs> It'd probably be like some D7 schools or something. If it even exists. Uh, you know, I'm Vanderbilt. I've never... 
<laughs> Look, I mean, they've got potential. Who <laughs> does? Auburn Vanderbilt. or Vanderbilt? I mean, Vanderbilt. You know, they, they got potential over Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just there to keep the SEC academically eligible to compete. Well, that I can see that, but uh, <laughs> uh, see here on the Men's Room Talk podcast, you never know what we're going to talk about. You, you just <laughs> never know. So, Hoss, I don't know. Do you remember a couple years ago when I was going to run for mayor in the town I used to live in? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't let go of that itch yet. You're that, about retarded, dude. That that itch <laughs> is still there. So I may not have my politics out of my system yet. I don't know. Just yet. go on, sign up. I'll be your campaign manager. Uh, go ahead and <laughs> clean out all the skeletons because they'll find them. Oh yeah. <laughs> but well, the town that I was going to run for mayor in had, you know, it was a really small town. I only needed like 300 votes to win. And where I live now, I'd probably need about 1,500 votes to win. So that's a little bit more work. Yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> I don't no, I'm out. I don't want to be voted on anything. Not, not doing it. I don't get it. I don't understand why somebody would want to put their self and their family through that crap you know like i mean maybe a mayor's a little bit different for a small town but you know you take donald trump like what what in the world like love him to death all about him but like what power. in the world do what power i mean i guess i mean that has to be it because i mean you know, he lost millions if not i don't know man. Oh, yeah. a lot of money you know Donated his check every year. Like, he didn't even take the, the pay. He's, from... all, he's the only president, I think, out of the last five that didn't improve their wealth in yeah. office. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, you know. Um, But, I mean, you know why. Because he didn't take the bribes and the nope. kickbacks. He didn't need know? to. That's it. He didn't care. And now they know he's going to get it again, and he's going to do better than he did before. And so they're just trying everywhere in the world to make it where he can't. But I think they're figuring out they're fighting a losing battle. He's got he's got money. <laughs> uh, I he mean, he does. does. I mean, he's and got he's not good lawyers, spend, and he's not afraid to spend it either. No, he don't care. Yeah, and he just had a massive fine too. Did you see that? Yeah, that's that's going to get reversed. Yeah. The appeals court. Three hundred and fifty-five million dollars. And can't do deal. business for I think two years in New York. Yeah, like, I mean, that, I just don't. I just don't understand that. Like, if if I was starting a business, I would not go to New York now. If you see how how they're treating business owners there. One of the things I seen was like his. Uh, resort his Mar-a-Lago or however you say it mm-hmm. you know they're trying to say it's only worth like 12 or 13 million dollars or something and apparently it's been appraised or he's been writing it off on taxes for like 100 and something I don't know he's number, I may not be right on my numbers but I know it's like a huge difference and uh, like they're trying to charge him with that for lying on his tax returns like, like the, the Forbes magazine came out and was like you, you can't put a price tag on that property it's a one of a kind and yeah yeah, it's it's crazy what they're trying to pull off just trying to keep him out of there it's all right he's gonna get in there you you think they would learn by now it's like the more you go after that man the more he's gonna dig his heels in and keep going like um if they would have just left him alone he probably wouldn't have run this time I mean, you're right. You're probably kept right. kept going after him, and he's like, okay, y'all want to play this game? But have you noticed on all of his stuff, like his sons are more involved now? Mm-hmm. And that, that makes me wonder, like, you know, if he gets it again, would one of them run after him? <laughs> you know, I remember seeing a succession plan. Uh, it was where, you know, when he was still in office last time, where they've got the order of his children like the next three or four presidents would all be Trumps. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Run. With his daughter as one of them. Yeah. Oh, and then Bear, awesome. Bear and the youngest one would be be the last one, obviously. It'd be so but I, I don't think any any other Trump has a chance after that. They don't have his father's charisma or whatever it is that mm-hmm. Ivanka does, and I think Ivanka could actually do. I think she's got potential to be president and po- the first female president. I don't think she wants to though. <clears throat> well, if if dad if if her dad asked yeah. her to, she may do it. Yeah, and and she definitely have funding. There's no questions about that. Oh yeah, easy. I hope I hope he gets it. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I think I think he will. Did you see over the weekend? I seen where him and um, Biden had a rally in the same town, and there was like thousands at Trump's, like the videos of it, and Biden's like might have had four or five hundred people at it. Yeah. Well, that's how it was all during the election last time. Yeah. That, uh, It'll be interesting. It's going to be a fun, fun little cycle this go around. I'll be glad when it all kicks off and gets uh, gets deep. Mm-hmm. Which should be I, should be about to get rolling, man. I mean, that's in November. Yeah, they're middle of primaries right now. Yeah, it, I'm just curious how much more dirt they're going to try to bring out on Trump against him. What else can you bring out? I mean, I don't <laughs> think there's anything they can, but, you know, that's just the way the world of politics is. Yeah. What what thing will they make up next? Uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Hang on, I think I hit the wrong button, but that's your cue, big boy. <laughs> So, motivational quote of the week. This I found, uh, it says, The inner fire is the most important thing that mankind possesses. And it kind of goes into what we we were talking about today, you know, uh, having the inner fire to be able to do, to get out there, to hustle, to get your goals, to accomplish what you want. That's the most important thing that mankind can possess. So, that's Edith Sodergren uh, that that quote came from. Nice. Good stuff. So, we're going to stay on this politic run or are we going to get off of it? Let's get let's get I, I like that quote. I like that quote though. I mean, if you don't if you don't have personal drive, then it doesn't matter how many people you got cheering for you or supporting you. Like if you don't have the drive yourself, it's not going to get done. Yeah, we had a email today that we've already read that uh, someone was asking us about the difference in hourly work versus commission and, and you know that's one of the things when you go to purely commission you gotta have that fire to get out and want to mm-hmm. do something as if not it ain't gonna do it itself nope so well Hoss you've kind of been quiet over there a little bit I'm gonna call you out on this <laughs> you would, you would have, have to man, I'm kinda, you, kinda you have to get some more man. energy I've worked all weekend you gotta get some more energy. Work, man. Standing up all weekends, but got me a little tired. I climbed a tree today to help cut it down. I'd have paid money to watch that. He probably didn't climb it far, man. He probably grabbed a hold of a limb and took a half a well, step up it. Well, I mean, I really did climb the tree to help cut part of it down. It was cut down about three years ago, but we literally just had it knocked down, so. I had to climb it to to knock off the, the taller branches and whew, I about fell once or twice, but I'm all right. Do you have any ruts you had to fill in in your yard? Uh, no, I don't guess so. Oh, I thought I thought somebody left some ruts in your backyard one day. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I wonder who that could have been. <laughs> Daniel, yeah, you yeah. want to take a guess who could have done that? Probably Dobbins. I, I, I couldn't <laughs> help that it started uh, raining while I was there. Yeah, just completely put big old holes in the backyard, but it's all good. Those are filled in, covered up. 
moved on. But he was uh, just priming you, priming your yard to put that pool in. You keep talking about. You know, when you it, getting a pool? It, you get, <laughs> you, you, they accepted your deposit, didn't they? His his kids listen to this, so um, we probably shouldn't talk <laughs> about it much. But are they still doing it at the end of next month? Is that when they're doing it? <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, absolutely. Do they do they know that's why y'all cleaned up this weekend, getting ready for the pool? No, no idea, but they're going to find out now. And if you told them about that uh, vacation to Paris that you were going to take them on? Nope, haven't told them about that yeah, either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know what? <laughs> if I could teach them how to be disappointed in life, at least they'll know how to handle it from other people. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they were not happy with me this weekend about how much work I made them do. We, uh, That's good for them. Oh, yeah. They, they should have come they, to my house. I could have come and got them. Yeah, I hear you. All five of them. You got your own, you own little landscaping crew at your house. Um, well... No, no. (laughs) None of them really want to do it. I've I've got one out of the five who will consistently work nonstop. Did you make all the girls do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet Willie fell left out, didn't he? Did he do anything? Willie was out there. Of course, you know, he's still got the huge open uh, gash so he can't do a whole lot. Man, I so. could super glue that. He'd done been better if I'd done it. Well, they're they're trying to let it grow from the inside out, is what they say. So he goes back to the doctor this week. We'll see. But trying to get him calmed down, he's trying to run around, hop, jump, and wonders why there's blood all over the bandage. So fun times. Oh yeah. Well. Well, Danny, we appreciate you joining us this evening. Absolutely, yeah. And anytime y'all need somebody, I can I can pop on. For the most part, I'm typically on late night baby duty, so I'm just sitting around running sims, doing dishes, folding laundry. Yeah, them thirteen month olds or something else. Uh, I'm not far behind you, man. I got one coming in uh, coming in July. Nice, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank that you. First, it's first, it's second, third, fourth, oh, fifth, six, seven, seven. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you're we you're got, a wily old veteran at this point. Yeah, we got we got six, and uh, yeah, I was, I'm I'm I told my oldest earlier they were down for the weekend. My 20 year old, and I was like, I found out this week it's gonna be a girl, and I was like, it's gonna be the meanest little girl ever. She's got, <laughs> you know, five brothers what's, what's and your other sister so what's your break breakdown five boys and two girls now yeah 20 year old 16 year old 12 year old girl and then a 10 9 and 7 yeah it's uh it's quite fun in this house oh yeah it sounds like it quite fun i need to have oh, his yeah. kids come up and help me in my yard <laughs> they would, but they've gotten to the point to where they won't paid for everything. <laughs> I they wouldn't even help me wash the vehicles earlier. My my kids are bad about that. Well, how much am I going to make for doing this? If I help you with this, what, how much money do I get? Like, they've kind of got spoiled a little bit. I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start saying, "I give you a hundred bucks. Here's here's a hundred bucks to help me." And I'm going to give it to them. And then when we sit down that night and we eat, I'm going to slide them a bill for about $150. <laughs> oh, man. Or slide them a bill for like 75 for the food, 25 for the power for the day, 50 for internet, because they probably use about that much on their games, you know? <laughs> Te- teach them about taxes. Oh, yeah. Take, take your 20%. And... Yeah. Yeah, we, we made the mistake of getting our uh, three-year-old daughter her first piggy bank. 
and uh, trying to teach her money. And now it's like, oh, can you help me unload the dishwasher? It's like, well, do I get a quarter? I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there's one in the bottom of that thing, you could have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we do uh, green dot cards for my kids. So they got their own debit cards. We have an app. We can take money out of their account or add it to it. So if they do something, like, well, how much do I get for that now? Well, that's what we put their weekly allowance on. So they all have their own debit cards now. Nice. So, and they can put their own savings account. You know, it, it hopefully teaches them about money and financial responsibility, but none of them have anything in savings. So maybe it doesn't teach them enough. Yeah, obviously it's not working. <laughs> so but the money management part of it. They've got their money in their account. If they want to spend it, they can. If they want to save it, then even better. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe it will pay off. But, uh, again, Daniel, I appreciate you coming on tonight uh, with us. Absolutely. Uh, Haas, you got any parting words? No, man. I'm good. Hopefully uh, next weekend, the next, next show, the guy that's going to be on here is one that, we've been trying to get on for a long time and really looking forward to it he keeps letting me down letting me down let me down i'm gonna let him know about it too when we get him on air damn y'all got saving on <laughs> all right we're, we're working on it yeah yeah we're working on him and uh kelsey brothers and trump we're working on all of our people's <laughs> our people's digging hard during the week and, and pat mcafee we're gonna try to get him on here as well yeah yeah <laughs> try to get vanilla ice on here too we got a lot we got a lot of our people's pretty busy man <laughs> uh you know don't forget All to right. check out our website mensrealtalkpodcast.com you can also email us mensrealtalkpodcast at gmail.com we appreciate everybody make sure you tune in let us know which uh where you listen to us at and if you have a platform that you use but we are not on let us know We'll definitely work on getting it moved over. That's it. Roll Tide. (laughs) Well, that's today's episode, guys. And with that, remember, keep it real. Always talk. But most importantly, keep it. Men's Men's Real real talk. Talk.